You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. This week's sponsor is the OG nerd subscription box, Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. We've got art, collectibles, and t-shirts from our own subscription adorning our shelves at this very moment. Why did you put t-shirts on a shelf? Well, I... I didn't. It's just, it's for the ad. We've got Loot Crate stuff, you know, decor. It would be weird to have t-shirts we, on a shelf. Yes, it would, but you could put it in a frame, or if it's signed, you might shadow box it with other stuff. Loot you Crate could... is the monthly subscription service that partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture brands to deliver themed crates right to your little geeky hands. Choose from a ton of different crates from specific franchises like Marvel or general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Best part, they offer local shipping in a ton of different countries. So geeks around the world rejoice. To get 15% off your first Loot Crate order, you've got to use our very special link in the episode description. And when you're ready to purchase, use code NONPLUSSED and snag that discount. Use it for a gift, use it for a subscription, just don't use it late for dinner. What? Click the link in the episode description and use the code NONPLUSSED at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I'll geek to that. And one from Mahler. Uh, go ahead and do a full voice. Full voice. Do full voice. Really? Yeah. Full. episode of Nonplussed, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Oh, over there is my husband, Josh. And this is Nonplussed, a mischief media podcast. Hello. Yeah. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Um, it, we, it, It's here. It is here. It's arrived. And it's given us a reason to make a lighter week of it. Yes. And we are... Uh, engaging in our own escapism, yeah, magical mystery, multiversal escapism, um, tour twice, 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 yes, because we're gonna see it, uh, in 333D. Yeah, we've got two sets of tickets without actually seeing the movie, but before we get there, some quick housekeeping, yes. It is a summer, as we have discussed, chock full of MCU content, yes, and what better way. Uh, to uh, further engage in MCU content than with the merchandise selection over at mischiefmerch.com. As we've discussed previously, they have lovely one-piece bathing suits in your Shang-Chi and your Black Panther and your uh, Ms. Marvel and low-key varieties. Yeah, they've also got that Sylvie beanie, which is very cute. It is, and it comes in multiple colors. Yes, lots and lots of colors. A, a variety of flip-flops as well. So many flip-flops. So many flip-flops. So little time. All sorts of active and athleisure wear. In addition to the adorable wink and a nod, blink if you miss it, referential t-shirts like Mr. Rogers' Quantum Realm and macaroni and cheese in a pot make it spicy. Yeah. Just really everything that you need to make sure that your marvelous summer looks marvelous too. Oh Head God. on over to mischiefmerch.com 
and use code NONPLUS10 when you check out to get 10% off of your purchase of any MCU item and also of NONPLUS gear as well. Yeah. We don't have plus size leggings yet. But Jordan, if you're listening, uh, we'll take some leggings in a double XL, please. And thank you. But yeah, non-plus merch, Marvel merch, mischiefmerch.com. Yes. So. Yeah. As people are hearing this. Yes. As we're listening. Uh-huh. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has hit theaters. Yeah. And uh, it's also returned to office for Josh. And he's feeling a little exhausted. You can tell because he's talking about himself in the third person. It's weird. So we decided, why not get our listeners up to speed yeah. ahead of Dr. Strange Mom in case they haven't had the time to rewatch things, in case they haven't had the interest yeah. to rewatch things, or in case maybe, fine, if they're going to talk about it, I'll get into MCU. Where should I start? Exactly. We're going to talk about that from the perspective of Dr. Strange. We're going to talk about this new film and his story a little bit. Yep. We're going to talk about sort of required viewing mm-hmm. and what we think we know. And then we're going to pull out a map and speculate wildly about what we think is going to be in this film slash hopes like, you know. Yeah, for sure. And the first two sections will be spoiler free uh, or esque as much as for we know. this film. For this it film. will be spoiler free. Right. We're going to tell you what you need to know for the first film and for the ancillary properties that are obviously tied into this film that maybe you haven't had for whatever reason the bandwidth or resources to catch up on for sure as we go through you'll notice when we call out where we're getting uh degrees more spoilery yeah i'll put the time codes for those in the show notes yes so if you want to know when to pop back in towards the end and final thoughts you can do that um so just click on over in your app and see where you want to skip along. If you don't mind being spoiled, if you've already seen it by the time you listen to more power to you, let's see what we got wrong and right. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, as always, our uh, research comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and specifically this time, Polygon and Marvel.com. Yeah, we saw this fun little article about like what movies to watch by Polygon. We'll link it in the show yeah. notes. And we thought, let's expound on this and give it our own spin because effectively it cuts our work that much further down for the week. It absolutely does. Well, it also <laughs> it also got us to ask some cool questions or or question some things that uh, about our notions it's, already. It's an interesting approach to content because it's not on the platform. Sorry, folks, but most of the stuff we're going to talk about is yes. Um, not that it matters, you know. Disney ain't paying us. We yeah, don't, sure. I don't. I honestly don't care if you're sharing passwords to watch this content, <laughs> or if you don't watch it at all. You just think we're funny. You, yeah. I actually care about you more as a listener, and would love to buy you breakfast and pick your brain a little bit. Absolutely. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness officially released Monday, May second, twenty twenty two. There was the whole live red carpet yes event happening. You can even go up on their YouTube page and see some of those talking head interviews. You said the Sam Raimi and Kevin Feige ones were probably yeah very they, illuminating. Yeah, they were, and it. I mean, it it kind of goes to show kind of the the different uh, approach that they took with this movie without spoiling anything. How so? Specifically, that Sam Raimi is more of a horror thriller director he's done some of that and he also did all the spider-man movies right you didn't see a whole lot of that in spider-man and i even saw a quote today where he said he didn't really connect to venom as a character yeah and hasn't seen the tom hardy one Mm -hmm. 
Mm. That's weird. It is. I mean, point is, it premiered on Monday. It is releasing in the U.S. on May sixth. Yes, uh, and it has a 126 minute uh, running time, which is actually shorter than a lot of other uh, recent. I Marvel mean, when movies. you figure the back 16 minutes of that is is credits and after credits. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a neat just under two hours of action. Yeah. Um, and well, I mean, here for it, honestly. Um, Sam Raimi directed Danny Elfman did the music. Yep. That's rad. And the screenplay is by one Michael Waldron. Tell us about Michael Waldron. So his his pedigree is a is kind of interesting. So he started out uh, on Community as an assistant writer, did 13 episodes there, uh, then was an executive producer on The Good Game. Uh, he also did an episode of Rick and Morty, um, which is uh, notable because, uh, you know, it's multiverse as yeah. well. Uh, and the Council of Ricks, the Council of Ricks. Uh, this the episode that he did specifically was the Old Man in the Seat, where he has his own like toilet dimension where he mm. goes to poop because he doesn't want to do that in front of anybody else. And then somebody gets in infiltrates, and then it you know hilarity ensues. But more importantly, he's done six. He wrote six episodes of Loki. Clancy, how many episodes were there of Loki? Six episodes of Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. He, he wrote Loki. He wrote Loki. So this is important because uh, Loki kind of introduced the idea of the multiverse or the final episode of Loki literally showed you what a multiverse meant. One of the yeah, most brilliant sure. things, and we'll get into it a little bit. One of the most brilliant things about the cinematography as a storytelling function in Loki is that it literally visualizes. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, they, they put it into the dialogue. So it's accessible as a concept for sure. Um, but it lays out the concept of what is happening mm -hmm. from that point forward. Right. On a larger scale in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, cast will go through real quick. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Dr. Stephen Strange. Elizabeth Olsen is playing Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Should we tell Edgy of Four is Carl Mordo? Yep, we got Benedict Wong as Wong. Sochil Gomez is America Chavez. Michael Strubar. You got it. As Nicodemus West. Yes. And Rachel McAdams is Christine Palmer. Awesome. Um, way to go, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. We did work. I'm very impressed by how we got through those <laughs> names. Clancy, in a sentence, yeah. what is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness about? A few months after the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Stephen Strange, with the help of both old and new mystical allies, travels into the multiverse to face a mysterious new adversary. <laughs> Adversary. There you go. Adversary. Adversary. <laughs> Adversary. Um, so yes, we know that there are different Doctor Stranges. Mm -hmm. That's clear in all of the marketing materials yeah. we get implied, but if you've done any reading, there are multiple Christine Palmers. Yep. Mm -hmm. As far as we're aware, there's only one America Chavez. Yep. There may be multiple Wongs. Yeah. There may be multiple Mordos. Yeah. Now we know, especially, you've got Defender Strange mm -hmm. with the ponytail. And then there's our Steven, Steven Prime. I don't know yeah. how they're going to refer to him. The what if Steven. Yeah. And then I think there's one more based on one of the shots of like all of the different Stevens. Sure. I think we're meant to believe there are at least four Stranges. Yeah. And this is all this has all been confirmed by by them. They they have said that there are multiple stranges. 
like yes. in marketing materials, things like that. So the the action figures are named differently. Well, let's take a little bit of a step back, uh, okay. and let's talk about what you should know. Oh yes, going right. into this movie, and let's talk about who Doctor Strange is. Yes. So, quick synopsis of the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Stephen Strange is a brilliant surgeon. He was mm-hmm. name checked previously in Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yep. Gets in a car crash. Can't use his hands. Goes broke and ruins all of his relationships trying to heal his hands so he can become a brilliant surgeon again. Yep. Ends up in the mystical really land of but temple of commertage yep and is taught the mystical arts by the ancient one mm-hmm. uh, to others magic but also it's science yeah. so swinton explains it really really well we harness energy drawn from other dimensions of the multiverse to cast spells to conjure shields and weapons to make there's one wizard who does bad stuff and uh there's dormammu Mm -hmm. who is the dark dimension and he's gonna eat everything right mordo who is played by chewy tail edgy for this one he's very by the book yeah everything comes with a price we're here to defend things and the way that the movie ends up resolving itself um is that stephen strange uses the time stone in the eye of agamotto and starts breaking time in order to trap Dormammu into an agreement that he will leave Earth and the realms. Exactly. um, Which pisses off Mordo. You still think there will be no consequences, Strange? No price to pay. We broke our rules just like her. The bill comes due. Always. A reckoning. I will follow this path no longer. And leads Stephen Strange on a course to the events of Avengers Endgame. Is yeah. there anything else about him, Clancy, that you think I'm missing? I just want to say that in this movie, there's a line that the Ancient One Tilda Swinton. says, Who are you in this vast multiverse, Mr. Strange? This is the first time that multiverse has been brought up in the MCU at all. This is, you know, the sort of like foreshadowing. And it just goes to show that like, you know, that they're really thinking far ahead on these things. They are. But I think that's another thing that we learned from Endgame in that. I don't know that fi- now I think different people on the inside probably have different versions of the story based on their own working relationships, sure. whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that Kevin Feige has things mapped out so much as he's got. Well, let's find the threads that can vibrate everywhere yeah and tell stories along those threads they have an outline they have little post-it notes that are like these are the beats that we need to be getting to or the things that we're moving towards and what can we do that would service that right because we couldn't have time traveled if we didn't know about both uh the the quantum experience that dr strange and the ancient one sort of tap into and explore but also the quantum experience that Ant-Man has exactly, and how those things combine into what happened in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Like it all. It all very much links. What was the, sure. it was the marketing uh, ploy they were using around one of the first Avengers movies, but it's, um, it's all connected. Yeah. Remember, mm-hmm. R- regardless of how that's played out over the past four, 12 years. Yeah. It's been a while. Give or take. Yeah. Um, 
that they're sticking to that as an ethos is, I think, a testament to how well it works because yeah. shit's still bringing in money. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's talk about more of the timeline here. So the next time we see Doctor Strange is in Infinity War. Well, we see him in Thor Ragnarok for a hot second. That's right. And it's right. the same scene, sort of, that's the after credits for his film. If you recall in Thor, now you don't have to watch Thor. If, if you're doing a watch through, you don't watch need that. Doctor Strange and then watch Inf- uh, and Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. But Doc, it, what, what Thor sets up is Doctor Strange's awareness of all things mystical happening on Absolutely. Earth and yeah. in this prime reality mm-hmm. because he knows where Odin is yeah. um, and has been keeping tabs on him. And not only that, can completely nullify Loki as a threat and Pretty much. manipulate as guardians literally with a flick of the wrist right it's it's really showing his strength that whole scene reads like a comic book like that would have been a single issue of (laughs) a thor or doctor strange comic book broad strokes of infinity war sure um doctor strange obviously has the time stone yes thanos Uh, is collecting infinity stones they go uh he gets kidnapped goes to space uh ends up on titan at this point, he is then using the time stone to go through every version of reality to find a one that actually works. Right? Yes. <sighs> You're back, Yerma. Hey, what was that? Going forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? This tampering with time is also creating these, is what we're perceiving as fractures, right? We're seeing those things happen in Loki. We're seeing those, like, that. I don't think he's creating those fractures, though. But he's, he's seeing them. He's seeing them. Yeah. Um, but notably, he's seeing all the ones that don't work out. Right. But he's not looking too far past. No, he's The not. winning condition in the one, or else how else do we get here? You know Ab- what I mean? Abs- absolutely. So he's not, so there's he's a, not d- seeing that There's a degree much. of hubris and a degree of a running theme, theme through the first Doctor Strange film is him seeking the knowledge without understanding the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And so Thanos wins in in, in Infinity War, uh, snaps away half of existence along with Doctor Strange. Yes. Of importance, though, leading Mm -hmm. up to this moment, we're really getting a development from Civil War of the relationship between Wanda and Vision. Oh, for sure. At the very beginning, before Steve enters into the film, Wanda and Vision are like hiding in Scotland somewhere. Yeah. Sort of developing their relationship. What if this time I didn't go back? But you gave Stark your word. I'd rather give it to you. Well, there are people who are expecting me, too. You know, we both made promises. Not to each other. Wanda, for two years, we stormed these moments, trying to see if this could work. And I don't know. I, You know what? I'm just going to speak for myself. I I, I think, I, I think it, it, works. It, it, it works. It works. Cut to the end of the movie. Thanos is pulling the Mind Stone out of vision's head after wanda was forced to kill vision and then thanos brought him back using the time stone and then killed him again in front of wanda yeah very traumatic lots of trauma (laughs) while dr strange is again focusing only on acquiring knowledge and not what happens after he does exactly i think that's the interesting takeaway in infinity war 
From start to finish, though, lots of fun action. It's the big comic book mashup you want it to be. Uh, then we get Endgame, which is basically resolving half of existence going away. And eventually, Doctor Strange's one way that this can work ends up working. And so... Again, not without insight from the Ancient One, because her yes. and Bruce take time to explain what happens when Infinity Stones specifically are removed from timelines. Right. And how they create branching timelines. The Infinity Stones create what you experience as the flow of time. Remove one of the stones, and that flow splits. Now, this may benefit your reality, but my new one, not so much. In this new branch reality, without our chief weapon against the forces of darkness, our world would be overrun. Millions will suffer. So again, they're, they're vibrating along a string here. And that's going to lead us into... The events of WandaVision. Yes. Which, broad strokes, Wanda basically takes hostage of an entire town. In the process is creating a pocket dimension. Yes. Where Agatha Harkness, one of the townspeople. Agnes, Agnes is one of the townspeople. Agnes is one of the townspeople. Sort of starts manipulating her into revealing her magic and what she can do in order to try to steal it. Meanwhile, on the outside of that, You've got the organization Sword. Yes. We, you've got Jimmy Woo. You've got Darcy yep. from uh, the Thor films and mm -hmm. um, newcomer. Well, not really, because she was the character wasn't Captain Marvel. Monica Rambeau. Right. Uh, sort of entering into this uh, multidimensional exploration power dynamic mm -hmm. because you know spoiler alert by the time of wandavision what we actually find out is that wanda is wielding quote a crazy amount of power yeah because she's creating organic matter from nothing oh wanda's twins are hers everything might look fake in the tv but everything in there is real but wanda manipulates people's perceptions makes them hallucinate yeah that's her whole bag if all the sets and props and wardrobe are solid matter. That would mean she's wielding an insane amount of power. Far exceeding anything she's displayed in the past. Uh, she could have taken out Thanos on her own if he hadn't initiated a blitz. I mean, nobody else came close. Well, I'd argue that Captain Marvel came close. And it gets identified by Agatha Harkness, um, who uh, it was Agatha all along. That's who Agnes was. And she was manipulating. She was effectively causing all of the sitcom whoopsie doos. Right. killed sparky too <laughs> um because in wanda's attempt to resolve trauma in a moment of absolute weakness yeah. has created a perfect vision of her life through the language that she understood as necessary for perfect family or at least indicative of perfect family which was TV sitcoms. Yeah, TV sitcoms. I Love Lucy. Fucking The Brady Bunch, Malcolm in the Middle, and even Modern, Modern Family. Family. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Most notably. Yeah. This version of Vision is one that she has created from nothing and cannot exist outside of this world. Exactly. The same goes for her two children. Yes. That she, as Monica says, gave birth to. Yeah. Are her children. Willed into existence. She literally willed them into existence. Or did she steal them from existence? Because, Question mark. Because that's that's the other implication, and it's also at the end of the WandaVision season, we we see her with the Darkhold, which is a book of magic that we've actually seen in Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield. Runaways, not required viewing, no. but it it is something that has been brought up in the MCU before, and it is a known Marvel magical MacGuffin. Exactly. We hear the kids 
when she is flipping through those pages. And ostensibly, she has found a reality where they exist. Exactly. Let's move on to Loki. Loki picks up, what, halfway through Act 2 of uh, Endgame? Yeah. Where um, when they botch getting the Tesseract Mm -hmm. from the attack on New York. Right. Because Hulk comes out of the elevator. Exactly. Knocks the case out of Tony's hand. Loki picks it up, teleports out, ends up in... What was it? Mongolia? Like a desert. Somewhere. Yeah. In comes the TVA, grabs this Loki, pulls him out of time. Don't touch that. Appears to be a standard sequence violation. Branch is growing at a stable rate and slope. Variant identified. I beg your pardon. On behalf of the Time Variance Authority, I hereby arrest you for crimes against the sacred timeline. Hands up. You're coming with us. And most notably, to protect this particular timeline, there is there is an effort in Loki to protect this timeline, and they're doing, the TVA is enforcing that. At the will of one individual. Exactly. Who, because of previous multiversal experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, knows that other versions of himself invented the ability or rather discovered the multiple universes Mm -hmm. long story short this is the version that that quote one right against all the others and he's been maintaining his own reality effectively right and the fact is though is that it's he's only been able to maintain it up to a certain point and that is at the end of loki where sylvie who is a loki variant it's where we find out that according to uh this individual he who remains He's Kang. He's Kang. But Kang is also, uh, I think, as we've discussed before, like he's the uh, Iron Lad in Young Avengers, but he's Mm -hmm. also a a Pharaoh. And he's also like, there's. Yeah, there's a lot of permutations of Kang. In the comics. For sure. So these, in theory, are the permutations that this guy is um, referring to. Long story short. These two Loki variants who uh, narcissistically, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, have a, affection for each other. Ultimately, one cannot trust, and the other not cannot. The other cannot be trusted. Exactly. Sylvie chucks our Loki, who has now, despite not having lived the long life that uh, our former Loki lived. Right. Um. Because again, they're variants. The one who dies at the beginning of Infinity War is now not this one. No. He's had the benefit of third-party viewing of all of his hubris. <laughs> right. But he also has the ability right now to travel through the different dimensions mm. and or at least the different timelines, right? Where we leave them, he gets pushed through a door, through a gate via um Kang's tempad, yeah. and Sylvie kills Kang as we see literally out the window. This is what I was referring to earlier. We pass a point of Kang's like knowledge mm-hmm. and decision making and whether or not it's actually a thing, if you've got two computer monitors or two ways to visualize, you can sync up Kang's realization uh, that th- that his knowledge has ended. Yeah. And Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch and WandaVision and watch them side by side. And it looks like he's looking and like that's what he's looking at. We just crossed the threshold. Yeah, you like literally there's sound effects. There's things that Kang is reacting to that are not 
really on screen right in loki and it it and there's ir- a fireplace in the room which explains why the light changes on his face but if you watch them side by side it, it, he goes orange or, yeah. or like you know it a looks red like hue. he's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's really it i hope that is something that they that they did but at the same time we how beautiful would it be if it were an accident yeah for for sure point being loki gets shoved into a different universe yeah where there is not three timekeepers but one kang right and no one knows who he is and he's kind of almost back at square one yep but uh but with a lot of knowledge yes and so you know that that may be interesting to see and especially and the guy who wrote these stories wrote doctor strange of the multiverse exactly so i think that we're going to probably see something with that but we're not going to speculate wildly until the end let's talk about the next thing which is what if so what if was a show uh, an animated show that they put out nine on, episodes on disney plus Given a known story, what if one thing had changed? Exactly. And, and the sort one that explores the concept and, for like 20 minutes. Exactly. The one that we believe is most important and also Polygon, where we got this from, was Doctor Strange uh, lost his heart instead of his hands. Instead of getting in an accident and being so badly injured that his hands no longer function well enough for him to be a surgeon. Sure. Instead, he loses Christine. Uh, Christine. She right. dies. And so it takes him to a very different place where he still goes to Comertage, but then uses the time stone in after order, the events of his film, after the events of his film uses the time stone to then try to get her back. He falls into this uh, sort of madness in terms of he is trying to absorb all of this extra dimensional power and beings yes in order to try to change a fixed point in time well i think what's interesting is prior to this what drove him to that yeah was uh, however many million times he tried literally every way to save christine's life before realizing via a projection of the ancient one (laughs) that's right she comes in that it's a fixed point in time that cannot be broken and of course stephen strange doesn't believe in he's like nah her death is an absolute point in time. Absolute. Unchangeable, unmovable. Without her death, you would never have defeated Dormammu and become the Sorcerer Supreme and the guardian of the Eye of Agamotto. If you erase her death, you never start your journey. I'm creating a paradox. You're risking the universe. You cannot reverse an absolute point. Nothing is impossible. You taught me that. And of course, he goes in search of knowledge without understanding the implications of using that knowledge. Again, again, yes. And ends up at the Lost Library of Cagliostro, finding out that in order to break a fixed point in time, he has to effectively be very, very powerful. How does he achieve that? He gets all of these extra dimensional creatures and things like that in order to uh, absorb their power. Yes. He ends up actually breaking the the fabric of his reality. Well, and what's interesting is it starts to drip away almost in an um, ephemeral tar-like. Yeah. That's the animation. Mm-hmm. Almost, um, if you've seen Spirited Away. Yeah. And the, um, the sort of goopy tarness of that one monster. It looks reminiscent. Of the scenes in the trailer for Doctor Strange Mom, where he's dreaming about the world breaking apart. Exactly. You're seeing that, like the black ink, that sort of thing. Yeah. Next, we have Spider Man's No Way Home. He was a big part of this one. Well, yeah. I mean, effectively, he's he, he is the catalyst of the action of the film and also ultimately the uh, agent of its resolution. Yeah. 
So just to, just for broad strokes, obviously, because uh, maybe you haven't seen it yet, it's still only available either in theaters or um, a digital purchase or rental. Yeah. So we're not going to give away. I don't really want to give away things in this one too much, but effectively, Peter Parker wants a spell where they will forget that he is Spider-Man. The problem is, is that he then continues to add people to that spell. He's modifying the spell as Stevens cast as he's casting it. Did it work? No. You changed my spell six times. Five times. You changed my spell. You don't do that. I told you, and that is why. That spell was completely out of control. If I hadn't shut it down, something catastrophic could have happened. Steven, listen, I am so sorry. Call me sir. And then it ends up getting out of hand. He has to then uh, bring that spell back into some sort of orb. Not unlike the crystal structure that contains the pocket dimension that the other Steven and Christine are absolutely living in. And then, uh, and then the rest of the movie is trying to resolve how to undo that spell. And so that's as much as I'm going to say about that. But ultimately, tampering with the spell breaks the multiverse. Some crazy things, multiversal things happen. Yeah. At the end, Steven is able to fix it and close those gaps in the breaking sort of multiversal fabric. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Wong is also sort of present for the beginning of it. Uh, he's the new Sorcerer Supreme, sort of, right. but has shit to take care of, apparently. Yeah, he dips out, uh, eventually saying, in so many words, you know, Stephen, you're on your own here. Uh, For all we know, though, he's going to do that cage fight in Shang-Chi. Exactly. <laughs> the other thing that we didn't bring up uh, is that at the end of uh, Shang-Chi, Wong shows up there. Uh, oh, right. He shows up there, and we get a post credit scene that has not only Bruce Banner, but also Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel as yep. they're looking at the tech because they're all conferring. Yeah, it's nothing I've seen here. It's not this. It's not that. But we're looking at magic that is also orange. Yeah. And so there are things that. Well, it's orange when Shang uses it. It's that bluish purple when his father uses it. Right. And that demon sucks souls out in Shang-Chi. Again, this part is like extra, extra, extra credit. It is extra credit, but, and oh, we'll get to that. So we deep. didn't actually even have it in our extra credit section. But I that don't is... mind if this is a long episode. I'm having fun. <laughs> For sure. So given all that, let's jump through some extra credit viewing and why we think it, it might be valuable based on the Polygon article and the marketing materials. For sure. And I will want to say here real quick, Again, if you want to go into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness without any of our... Uh, this, this is a... We're entering mild spoiler territory. Mild spoiler. And so I don't want to say like, you know, we are we are going to sort of be speculating in this section, but I also want to make sure that like, you know, if you don't necessarily want to have... This deep of an analysis of marketing materials. Right. Uh, stop here, go stop watch here, the movie. Go watch the movie come and back then later. come back. We got exactly. your download already. Awesome. First one is the X-Men franchise. Yes. And maybe the animated series. We hear Patrick Stewart we as Patrick Charles Stewart. Xavier. Yes. Presumably in the trailers. We say presumably because the first time we see him, he kind of glides into frame like someone yep. in a wheelchair. And then the second time we see who we assume to be him, it's sort of a futuristic wheelchair that looks very similar to the one from the cartoons. Yes. It's yellow. Yes. And this is also important because they have announced an X-Men 97 TV, uh, something that's already confirmed that's coming out. It might ramp up into how Xavier got or there. Or it could just be somebody on the production team said, can we finally fucking put Charles Xavier in the goddamn yellow wheelchair, Yes, please? yes, God. Jesus. I, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Give the people what they want. But again, 
we're, we're in multiverse right now, so anything anything is You've possible. You've got Avengers Age of Ultron on here. Tell me why. That's on here because this is kind of a little bit more of Wanda's beginnings. Uh, they're not necessary if you've seen WandaVision because you also get uh, that history there as well. Deeper, I would say. Yeah, deeper, much deeper history there. Um, but effectively, this is how she's introduced, how we can see her powers working, Fair. and how we can see, and especially in Captain America Civil War, how her how her powers uh she doesn't have control of them yeah and so you know it's it, it's it's a it's a good way if you want to kind of get wanda's perspective going into doctor strange uh to kind of do age of ultron uh civil war and then also a couple of what if episodes that we'll get into yeah into wandavision um but a lot of that is going to sort of fill out uh what wanda's sort of personality and and uh and goals are yeah i think one thing that's interesting that sam raimi says in one of the longer trailers that has Mm -hmm. like talking heads with him and kevin feige um is about how uh, the multiverse there's you know infinite versions of yourself or of these characters and it gives them the opportunity to see aspects of themselves that perhaps they aren't privy to mm-hmm. because they can't see themselves from the outside. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's an interesting thing to bring up ahead of people seeing this movie. For sure. Um, but yes, to your point about what if episodes, again, we're in mild spoiler territory. I'm going to say it a couple more times. Um, marketing materials show a Captain America style shield with a Union Jack in the middle of it, yeah. which is Peggy Carter as Captain Carter. If you want to know more about her, what if episode one? What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Yeah. This one is what if Peggy ends up taking up the serum instead of Steve? Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't say hilarity. I would say amazingness ensues. Yeah, honestly, I prefer it. <laughs> Same. Then we've got what if Ultron won? That one's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Um, it's a great one and shows a really amazing cinematic uh, death for Clint Barton. Yes. Um, it's worth a watch just for the cinematography of this animated show. They do such a good job. It is really well done. Um, But you watch that because it leads right into what if the watcher broke his oath? The whole conceit of what if is that the narrator, the watcher is watching all of these um, things happen. He has visibility into all of these different universes and he watches them, but he vows not to interfere. That's his whole shtick. But what if he did? And so when Ultron wins and becomes an, a multi-dimensional omnipresent being the watcher then has to also break his oath by collecting heroes from all of the stories that we've seen yeah including the twisted stephen strange yep and captain carter exactly i think this is especially of note considering how we see what i think is Captain Carter's shield bouncing around the Illuminati headquarters? We'll get yeah. to that in a second. Even though it's animated, I like that What If is canon, and these things did happen in What If. There's a term that we use in marketing. It's transmedia, right? Like, yeah. it, there's there's uh, films and cartoons and um, comic books and yada, 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 but there's um, only so many common threads that are within the same universe and even the, yada, yada. And so I kind of went, well, it's a metaverse, but it's kind of a multiple, it's multimedia. Is it meta media? Is it multi meta media? Can we stop saying meta? (laughs) Oh my God. I'm just, (laughs) how do you talk about this thing that they're doing? What are the words you use and how do you get across that you're there? I think they're doing it well. And I'm an enthusiastic audience member without sounding like a complete 
fucking goober. Polygon has these next two, and I kind of want to get your opinion on these because I don't really see how these fit. But the 2003 Hulk. Because of the Bruce Banner. Okay. But specifically that Bruce Banner. We'll get right? there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the this is the half spoiler territory. Half spoiler. I'll get there. Uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer because of the Reed Richards slash Mister Fantastic. Yep. Uh, X Men: Days of Future Past because they've done some time travel and if this is the same Charles Xavier from those X Men films, yeah. just in a different wheelchair. If that's the same character, yeah. Then in theory, at the end of Days of Future Past, when um, Wolverine gets back, when Logan returns, mm -hmm. it's that Charles Xavier that he's talking to is the one that we see in these uh, trailers and right. in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... Deadpool. Deadpool. Now, this one's interesting because remember <laughs> I talked about that poster with all the little uh, yes. broken pieces of glass. There is what can be made to think that one shot of Deadpool where he's, where he's smelling the gun his gun uh -huh. or whatever is sort of visible in one of those. If you squint, if you squint, it's, look at it's, it in a it's mirror. really, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, play it backwards on the record player. You call, you know, it's like Rorschach, whatever nonsense, sure. like who knows, but it looks like Deadpool. Jesus in the toast. It looks like Deadpool. And I, and I hope to God that Deadpool is in this movie in some sort of fashion. And honestly, if we just hear like, <laughs> I would love it if there's just happens to be a scene with Wanda yeah. and a radio in the background and we just hear Ryan Reynolds voice going, Wanda, Wanda, this is all they could pay me for for this movie, Wanda. I mean, absolutely, <laughs> because it would A, it would be on brand because yes! breaking that fucking fourth wall. And also, I just want Ryan Reynolds in this fucking movie. Like, it's got to be that or him somewhere in the background looking for a toilet. Something. 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 Crass and ridiculous. It would be absolutely funny. Now, here's what I hope is not in this movie. I'm going to break your heart. Uh, the There was a show that they did on, was it Netflix or was it ABC? It was, ABC? It was an ABC show. It was supposed to be a movie. It was supposed to be a movie. They decided to try it as an ABC show. Yeah. It's called Inhumans, and it, uh, I didn't watch it. It tied into the Inhuman stuff that was happening in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which yeah. is why they put it on ABC. Right. If if they had plans, in my opinion, for Disney Plus, mm -hmm. when they were still doing this and said, well, it can't be a movie. It needs to be a TV show. In my opinion, they should have just held it for for sure. Disney Plus, it would have been much better as a thing right now, I think. Comma, but again, this is uh, specifically for one character in it, Black Bolt. Now, there are reasons that I that we think we that the the community believes that perhaps these individuals might be involved. Right. But we'll get to that in the more spoilery section. Absolutely. So I kind of want to get into what and when is going on with Dr. Strange and Wanda right now. And so we're going to kind of base this on what we've seen in the trailers. Yes. Uh, and kind of go over that section. So again, yes. we're getting more spoilery because we are going to be taking a deep look not a deep. Not a deep look. We're going to do this quick. But we're, we're going to do a look. If into there's the a dial, if the first part of this was <laughs> zero spoilers and the last part of this was half spoilers, we're at like 75% spoilers right now because we're yeah. going to be explaining a little bit more some of the nuances For sure. in what we're being told this movie is about. For sure. Yeah. So. Let's first talk about Gargantos. He's the big, uh, the big tentacle, tentacle monster, monster that we see in the trailer. We also got a minute uh, clip of this bus fight with Gargantos yes. uh, in in press material as well. Now we know from CinemaCon, um, they 
they pre-screened like the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yes. Um, so what we can say is that this is in the very early part of the film. Very much um, so. And I mean, obviously, they ch- they chop this scene five different ways from Sunday for all the marketing material. So mm-hmm. they, this is one of the things that's supposed to lure you in. But notable is that America Chavez appears to be this monster's prey. Yeah. And that at first, this monster is not visible. And in this extended clip, we see Steven make him visible. Yeah, he uses some sort of magic to reveal him. And that is not something we've seen before. Well, that, but I think it's also interesting from a film and storytelling point, especially when it comes to superhero movies, comic book movies. One of the things that, for whatever reason, studios think you have to do is give the character something new to work with or improve. You know, in, in the Batman films, it was always something different about the suit, something different the Batmobile was going to do, some different kind yeah. of flying thing, some different kind of tech. I think what's interesting with magical characters is that it can really be anything. Yeah. And so someone like Sam Raimi can get fucking weird. Oh, absolutely. Because even in this clip, like, Stephen sort of dissects this bus and then starts pantomime slicing. Oh, woo. it looks really, really cool. You also like, it's kind of funny that the Gargantos has just one eye and doesn't have like a mouth or whatever, but you can see the emotions that are happening in his, in his face yeah. when he's fighting. Like when he gets his tentacle chopped off, you can see his pupils. Just, surprised. Yeah. Like you can like, <laughs> Oh shit. Like yeah. what? I, I didn't think that this was going to happen. And, you know, it's again, I'm just I, it makes me so excited to see where they're going yes. with this. And also the implication that this was only the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and prior to that, we, of course, because we see her there, um, we're introduced to America Chavez, who yeah. in the comic book, she's not from the prime reality that no. the stories take place in because her primary power is. Uh, being able to punch star-shaped dimensional holes in between realities. <laughs> yes. We get very brief clips of these dimensional star-shaped holes in yeah. the trailers and her mm-hmm. kind of like floating within them. Right. If you slow and pause things down, it kind of looks like maybe her power's being sucked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's some, that ribbon monster that she's fighting. There's that ribbon monster that she's fighting that looks kind of like the um bands of Sidorak. Yep. That mm-hmm. um it's the spell Doctor Strange casts um when he's multiplied himself while fighting Thanos. Uh-huh. Um that's what that whip like lava band is. Not to get too deep into the X-Men stuff, Juggernaut gets his powers from a shard of Sidorak. It's a jewel oh. that's in his yeah, yeah it's yeah, a whole yep, thing. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, a lot of a lot of that stuff there. And I mean We have had themes of even in just some of the stuff that we've covered here of power being stolen. And yeah, I mean, Steven absorbs different creatures powers. That's what Agatha was trying to do from Wanda and WandaVision. Yeah. And there's a lot of precedence for this in the comics. And I just I love that they kind of inverted this for the TV show in the comics. Agatha was Wanda's teacher. Yeah. And in WandaVision. Agatha inadvertently taught Wanda how to defeat her. With the runes. Just by exemplifying magic. Yeah. Runes. In a given space, only the witch who cast them can use her magic. Thanks for the lesson. But I don't need you to tell me who I am. again kind of indicates how powerful wanda really is she really is oh in the later trailers yeah mordo says stephen strange 
The Illuminati will see you now. That is important because Professor X is part of the Illuminati. Who are the Illuminati in Marvel Comics? They are, in effect, quote, the smartest um, members of the Marvel Universe. And their membership included Dr. Reed Richards, Mr. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, Dr. Stephen Strange, Professor Charles Xavier, Prince Namor, the Submariner, mm-hmm. who is also in some tellings the first mutant. Yeah. Tony Stark as Iron Man mm-hmm. and Black Bolt, the leader of the Inhumans. Yeah. Now that's from the comics. That's so from the comics. Like the, the, that is. I'm that, on Marvel.com. Right. That may not be what's going to happen in this. And again, we'll get into the speculating wildly, but it's it's really interesting to see that like the way that the trailer is showing Wanda is in that like glass case. Yes. And she is, she's been trapped. Like it's a reference to an old comic cell where she's trapped in a mirror dimension. And she says she has to be careful if she's going to use her hex powers. Exactly. Bounce back and hit her. And it looks like that scene made real. Exactly. And And so amazing, but it looks like the mirror dimension. Right. And so it like, there's the, the intersections of all of these things that we have been seeing in, in the MCU kind of all coming to a head right here is really cool. This, this movie is sort of setting it up for another big Marvel event. Yes. Whereas strange comes to Wanda wherever she went off isolated at the end of WandaVision. Right. Speculation is that it is Mount Wondergore, which is where she is from slash lived a lot in the comics. Sure. Which would also have implications with Doctor Doom, which is a tie in to Fantastic Four. Yeah. And in fact, the He's director of the Spider-Man movies just yeah. dropped off from being director of the Fantastic Four movies because he's tired of doing s- superhero movies. <laughs> it's a lot happening. There Point is. is she presumably has some knowledge. There's a line in one of these trailers where uh, Strange says, we could use an Avenger. There are other Avengers. We'll get you back on the lunchbox. So fucking condescending, it Steven. It really, really fucking is. Now, I get it. Like, Steven considers himself above all of this yeah. because even when um, him and Tony were fighting, he was just, he was treating Tony like a fucking child. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's kind of got, honestly, the argument can be made that Stephen Strange is the Dumbledore of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Because he's focused on the knowledge and not the impact. For uh, sure. But yeah. I don't, I don't, we, we don't need to go down that road. We don't need to hole. go down that road. In the trailer, we do see multiple Stranges. We, yes. s- we see a Strange that has a white streak on him. We see a, an undead Strange that looks well, like, or whatever. I don't whatever. know if he's undead, but maybe like desiccated from certain power, because there's like z- zombie ghosts g- swirling around him. Right. We've got the Cthulhu, uh, effectively, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Defender Doctor Strange. Which may or may not be one of those other ones. Yeah. Because the Defender Strange has the ponytail, but is he also the Strange that has the desiccated flesh? Or is that right. the Strange that is the one from What If, who has the eye in his forehead and wants mm-hmm. to eat power? But again, this is all the ones that we've seen in the trailer. So I think at this point, we are now speculating wildly. Yes. We yes. may inadvertently spoil something. spoil something now i don't i don't know, know nothing i don't know anything i have read one gizmodo article yeah breaking down the footage that was shown at CinemaCon. okay so at this point i can say yeah that's the first 20 minutes uh-huh. and that scene with gargantos is the end of the footage that was shown at CinemaCon. yeah strange is leaping from a balcony in midtown 
where they're at the wedding reception for Christine Palmer, who is mm-hmm. marrying the guy that she got with while Stephen was snaptured. Sure. So that's towards the end. Before this, there has been America Chavez's introduction. I don't want to get too spoilery because I don't want to spoil you, Mr. Sure. Clancy. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot going on here. There's the there's another use in these trailers of purple magic, and we've seen this a few times before. Now, mm-hmm. when we saw it in WandaVision. There's a piece from comicbook.com where the director was asked, you know, does this have anything to do with the Infinity Stones? Because the purple Infinity Stone is the Infinity Stone of power. Yeah. I don't know that we can say that that's um, uh, a hard tie because Wanda's magic is red and the Mind Stone was yellow. Yeah. Now, the vision that she made was yellow, but I mean, that makes sense because it's the bit of the Mind Stone that existed in her. Sure. But so far, every time we've seen purple magic, it's been to take power or take life. Yeah, purple has always been associated with with yeah with, with a uh, a detriment. The the director of Wandavision said it was about visual storytelling. That For sure. um, Agatha's mother's magic was blue, Wanda's was red. Purple kind of makes sense to set it apart because also we have Doctor Strange's yellow happening sure. elsewhere. But you know they are witches, and yes. so it's not to say that, and not to say that all witches are bad. But well, I think there's going to be a distinction made in this film between sorcery and witchcraft but also then chaos magic as well right you know and so like i i think this is probably going to either explain what those mean or it's going to at least show those in action or what those do when they intersect with each other we got a little bit of that in wandavision yes but no questions were answered right yes and so hopefully that's something that we'll get so one of the things that Sam Raimi, like when he was on the on the red carpet, yes. was saying was that the first Doctor Strange movie was shot in 3D. And it was one of the first Marvel movies that was done in 3D with that idea. Sure. This one was his storytelling and the way that he was framing things all was with the idea that it would be seen in 3D. He said, see it in 3D if you can. Right. Now, an argument can be made that's a little bit ableist. A little bit. Because... Uh, I I can see with 3D glasses on and I don't have any sort of ocular challenges like colorblindness or anything, but I have to imagine that there are some people, I have glasses. It's kind of a pain in the ass when I have to wear them over my glasses. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to like spend all of that uh, Saturday morning putting those contacts in my <laughs> eyes because I'm not going to want to have to wear my glasses watching this. But yes, I get where you're coming from. Because yeah. even you, you pointed out in some of the videos on their YouTube page, the visuals will go outside of, the frame bars yeah which is kind of wild because i was thinking wow if i didn't have if i wasn't viewing this in this ratio i wouldn't even see that right so it may be interesting to see how they're gonna how they're gonna like tie 3d into that or if they're gonna use it as a storytelling mechanism i mean that's what uh they did with um what was that movie with like the boy and the clock uh at the train station hugo hugo yeah uh very much used 3d to tell a story and used it to move your eye to things that were important yeah. and not important well and honestly remember when we saw infinity war in 3d and when dr strange pulls the time stone out yeah. the way that visual looked oh yeah it was pretty fucking rad. it was really cool and so i i i'm excited to see it that way too so i think that that's 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 pretty pretty cool now to your earlier question about the extended viewing films and why those characters yeah i'm going to explain this a little bit go for it there are seven seats that we see in those scenes got in, it in what we can see Mm-hmm. We know that, in theory, at least six people are on the Illuminati, so we yeah. have to assume a seventh. Here's what people are speculating. A, that Captain Carter is one of the additional seats on the Illuminati. Okay. B, that Mordo 
is one of the seats on the Illuminati. And it might not even be the Mordo that we know, but I hope that it is. Okay. Now, the other ones. C, that Bruce Banner uh-huh. would be the one from the Ang Lee Hulk. Okay. Black Bolt. Yeah. D, from the Inhumans. E, we've already said, um, or no, I covered that off at the top. Charles Xavier. E, that would mean, if we're going with these folks, that we need a new Iron Man. Yep. Do you want to know what the speculation for that has been? It's probably another Tony. Well, yeah, but do you want to know who? Sure. Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. Is the rumor. That would be fucking rare. As superior Iron Man. Yeah. Which was a whole other thing. Sure. Um, And he was also the Iron Man who perfected the Ultron bots. Yep. Um, And then Mr. Fantastic would be... I don't. I yeah. think that they would go with the Rise of the Silver Surfer, Reed Richards, if they were going to go with any of them. Now, For there sure. has also been speculation that it would be John Krasinski, but yeah. that seems more like uh, fan wishful thinking at this point, because I think both him and Emily Blunt have said we're not involved. There's also been speculation about Killmonger also being on the Illuminati <gasps> as well. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so that was in one of the first trailers, is his silhouette and like sort of, well, but the spear? last Killmonger we saw is trapped with um, Zola in the pocket dimension that's being controlled by. Sure. But I mean, there could be other versions. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, again, I think that might also be kind of neat if he's if he's there as well, because I, I, I fucking love Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So, like, I, I want him to be in it. But yeah. Who do we think is going to be the big bad? The hubris. trauma trauma parents apologizing (laughs) seems to be a theme um there's i mean there's still enough viability for a a a supernatural slash mephisto turn (gasps) mephisto hashtag mephisto Mephisto. even though that was that was the big um thought throughout wandavision especially with the bunny named mr scratchy and apparently there was a deleted scene we're being led to believe that it is either Steven himself mm-hmm. or a version of Wanda. That's I think that's where the trailers are leading us. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I think we're going to get something else that I don't think we've seen yet. I think we're going. I hope so. I think we're going to. I get, hope we're surprised. I do, too. I And I and and from what I've heard. And again, this is that. There's a lot, the the first half of the movie is very, there's a lot of information that's going on into it. The sort of scariness, that sort of thing. Uh, apparently towards the end of the movie, there's a big twist. Some There's a big turn. And you're basing this on vague reviews you've read. Vague reviews, because I've tried to stay away from them as much as possible. Yeah, we're trying or, to stay unspoiled. It's so nice to have something to look forward to. I, absolutely. But I don't think we've seen the villain in the trailers. I think we've seen a lot of adversaries. I think we've seen a lot of challenges for Steven to overcome. Absolutely. I think we're going to see a lot of opportunities for Steven to fuck up and learn from his mistakes. For sure. Because that's what Doctor Strange does. But again, coming back to the thing where they were saying that this is, and this is Faggy saying this, that like this is more of an event film. This is more like Civil War than it is than it is Spider Man or or Eternals or Shang Chi. This is Uh, this is a big moment, y'all. I'm making all sorts of noises into this microphone. I'm so sorry. And suffice it to say, we're excited. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot that I I think that there's a lot to look forward to. I think that uh, I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, I hope so because we bought two tickets to see this fucking movie. Yeah, we're seeing it Thursday night. (laughs) 
We will have seen it by the time this goes live, and we have mm-hmm. plans to see it the next day. Exactly. Furthermore, our plans within this... Oh, yeah. We haven't done a Patreon in a bit. No, and we're kicking them back up. Yes, we're on deck for Patreon content. And yeah. we decided, well, since we're going to see this movie twice, we'll have uh, you know been able to process and consume, so why not come back and give our thoughts yeah. for the Patreon? So if you want to hear what we think of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of What Madness, we got right and what we got wrong. Yes, we'll do that for <laughs> sure. Um, head on over to patreon.com slash makingmischief. Uh, and you'll get that bonus content as soon as it comes out. You'll also get content from all of the other shows on the network, patreon.com slash making mischief. Yeah. Other than that, like I said, I'm really excited to see the film. Yeah. I have high confidence. It, that is to say, like, there are a few Marvel films, MCU films, MCU content properties that I won't and haven't rewatched. Yeah. I think it, Thor 2 stands alone as one that I, well, Thor 1 and Thor 2, honestly. Thor one is fun. I rewatched that one recently. It's not bad. My point is, yeah, I, I, I have, I feel like my expectations will be met. Yeah. I am excited to have them exceeded for sure. That's where I am at. And, uh, you know, fuck the haters, fuck the haters. Plainsy, where can they find us on social media? Um, they can find us at nonplus pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If, and if, if you, if you love us, you know, pulling out a map and speculating wildly, let us know via rating, reviewing, suggesting, subscribing yes. on your yes, podcast yes, yes. platform of preference. Tell your friends about us. Um, this was a loosier, goosier episode. We still got a lot of meaty content out of it. Again, we're not experts in any of this shit. We're just big fans and like to goof around and talk. No, about and it. I felt like this was a really fun. Ex- this was like, so fun. I, I had such a good time talking this through with you because we honestly we, haven't sat down and talked about it like this. We haven't, ah! and, and we've uh, not to say that we were planning on doing this because we actually spoiler alert came up with this idea today. We were gonna but, watch X Men for the Charles Xavier of it all, yeah. and then I said, you know what? This week has already been too much, and Lemon, it's not even Wednesday. You're right. Like we said at the top, it was going to be a little less lift for us. We've just had so much fun gabbing away for the past hour. Absolutely. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Oh, and over there is my husband, Josh. And we have been nonplussed. Nonplussed. I'm not nonplussed about... No, I'm so excited. Dr. Strange Mom. I am nonplussed about Morpheus. Don't see that movie. Don't see that movie. Go see this movie. Go see this movie. Dr. Strange Mom. Dr. Strange Mom. Yeah. Dr. Strange Mom. Bring me a dream. You never come along on my sing-alongs. You just look at me as if I'm speaking another language. I mean, it's the language of song. Love you. Did you hit the buttons, Clancy? Yes, I yes I did. Now it's yours that looks bigger, but not mine. I can bump yours up even more, but I will go through the door, and it's in this drawer. You're not great at ad hoc lyrics and syllables. They throw you for a loop. Do you want me to adjust the levels? Yes, bitch, do. <laughs>
And remember to get 15% off your first Loot Crate order. Click our very special link in the episode description and use code NONPLUSED at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Get your geek in the box. What? Geek in the box, girl. You're going to get us into trouble. I'll geek to that. (laughs) 